You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to be able to read some scripture with you this morning. So we're studying the book of Acts as a church family. We're trying to learn how to follow the Holy Spirit and engage God's mission so that we can take the gospel to the ends of the earth right here during our lifetime. Well, today we're going to wrap up Acts chapter 9 with a big picture survey of two miracles. So Luke shifted our attention to the conversion of Paul the Apostle. And now that he's told us about the radical change in Paul's life, the church is finally back to a peaceful moment, and so the lens shifts to Peter. So the story had been following Peter, and it will until it gives way in chapter 13 to Paul and his missionary efforts. But we're back on Peter. So this is a big setup because in Acts chapter 10, Peter is going to take the gospel into a brand new frontier when he goes to share the gospel with a Roman centurion. But in Acts chapter 9, you have these two remarkable miracles. So Peter has traveled sort of to the coast. So he's going to be in the in the community um, in Lydda and in Joppa, which is going to be you know northeast, northwest of Galilee by a good bit. And while he's there, here's the here's the two miracles. All right. So the first one is there's a man named Aeneas who was paralyzed for eight years. This guy had been bedridden. So when Peter sees him, he says, you know, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up, roll up your mat. So the guy gets up. So all right, now everybody who saw that was absolutely amazed. So the first miracle, this sounds a lot like healing the paralytic in Acts 3. This sounds a lot like what Jesus, what Peter watched Jesus do when he told the paralyzed man um, in, you know, to stand up, take up his mat, and go home. So Peter is showing us that the Holy Spirit is working through the apostles, through the early church, in the same powerful way that it was working through Jesus. But here's, here's more. Here's the rest of the story. So after his reputation starts to get out, you're not far away in the city of Joppa uh, when a woman who's named Talitha dies, and Peter's going to be called in, and he's actually going to resurrect her from the dead. And my question after reading these two miracles is going to be, hey, listen, why the miracles? Why does God do some miracles, um, but he doesn't always do the miracle? Like, why did he heal these people? He doesn't always heal people. Why did Jesus not heal all the paralytics? Why did the apostles not uh, right every wrong and illness? Okay, well, let's focus on the story. Then I'll touch that question. So in verse 36, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Talitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. A little pause. So I think it's interesting that Luke tells us her name in Greek was Dorcas. Um, a little Sunday school flashback. Our Sunday school class, who I, I love, our church family, my Sunday school group. This was years ago, maybe almost 10 years ago. We're in Sunday school. We're reading this story in our group. And I think I'm being so hilarious when I speak up and said, well, nobody's going to be named Dorcas anymore, right? Who would name their kid Dorcas? And a guy who I love dearly, good friend of mine now, looked up across the room and said, hey, that's my mom's name. She's named Dorcas. And it's true. She's a wonderful lady. And, and she got a Bible name. So this woman, Dorcas, loved the Lord very much, but she dies. And Peter's going to raise her from the dead. So here's how, here's how the story unfolds. She was always doing good and helping the poor. That's a good lady right there. 
About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa. So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. So this woman was making clothing for the poor, for the needy, for the widows. It's a great Christian woman. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and he prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Wow. So, through Peter, the Holy Spirit heals a bedridden individual and gives life back to a dead woman. What on earth? Church family, as a pastor, um, one of the things that I am involved in a lot is you know, praying for our church members when they're sick or infirmed or have a family member you know, with, with cancer or who's had an accident or has just died. And I read stories in the scripture like this. And I just, I walk back from them and I say, wow, you know, what was the point of these powerful miracles? And I imagine the hope that is stirred up when Talitha, when Tabitha wakes up, looks at Peter and returns to the widows to keep doing her ministry. But what's the message of the miracles? Okay. I think that when Peter is carrying out these miracles, the same as when Jesus was working miracles. The point of the miracles was not only to bless the individual person with the miracle. It was to demonstrate to the world what the kingdom of heaven will be like. So you think about this. This dead woman is given life because in the kingdom, death is no more. This bedridden fellow is given strength because in the kingdom will be healed. This is a direct reflection of the miracles that Jesus was working Jesus fed 5,000 people miraculously. Why? Because in the kingdom of heaven, there won't be any more hunger. He walked on water, calmed the seas. Why? Because the curse will be undone in the kingdom of heaven. Like in the new creation, we won't deal with the brokenness of our world. Natural disasters will be a thing of the past. The sea will be calmed enough that Jesus could walk across it if he wants to. He raises the dead. Why? Because in the kingdom of heaven, the dead are raised. He heals infirmities, cleanses lepers, because in the kingdom of heaven, all of our diseases, all the signs of our brokenness and curse will be undone. So really, when Jesus was working his miracles, he was giving everybody a little bit of a foretaste of what it would be like to really truly be governed by Jesus Christ, to live in his kingdom, to live in the new creation. He showed us what he's working to bring. Now, when he died and rose again, there, the, the apostles carried forward his ministry. And in the book of Acts, you see these examples of these miracles that are demonstrating in one community after the other that these apostles are the body of Christ. The hands and feet working the miracles to show you what 
the rule of Jesus will look like in the kingdom of heaven one day, and that we can even begin to live in that some now. It sounds cliche, but it's true. When we're dealing with a infirmity and we say, you know, the Lord will either heal me in this age or I'll be healed in the age to come. It's a cliche thing that we say, but in reality, it's very true. All these miracles, all of these healings, they remind us that ultimately in the age to come, under the rule of King Jesus, death will be done away with. Infirmity, sickness, ailments, forgotten. So in an age that is strongly marked by a pandemic, in a time when many of our church members have cancer or other illnesses, many of us are grieving, it's good to lean into the hope of the kingdom that's coming, into what it will be like to live in the rule of Jesus. So as we imagine Peter the Apostle taking the gospel up and down the seacoast of the Mediterranean and showing what the rule of Jesus will feel like one day, I'm blessed by the stories. I cling to the hope and the faith of the power of Jesus Christ to work wonders in this age, but to bring us all into the age to come. Church family, I cannot wait to see you on Sunday. I hope you come. I hope you bring a friend. If you're watching on the live stream, share the stream, get the word out. Let's bless our community. God bless you.